Father, we thank you tonight for your presence. Thank you for your word, for the anointing on your word. Lord, we just thank you for strength and ability tonight in the name of Jesus that comes from the Holy Spirit revealing truths to us, the help that he brings us. Tonight, Lord, I just thank you for clarity in what is spoken and that it produces great fruit, that signs follow those that believe the word as it goes forth tonight in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Awesome. Well, tonight we're just going to jump right into series we're in on Wednesday nights, Holy Spirit series. Um, we've been talking about hearing and doing, and um, tonight we are going to focus and, and kind of prepare us for, in the weeks ahead, getting into the gifts of the Spirit and getting into and talking about and praying for people to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Um, but, you know, really stirring each of you up in remembrance and understanding um, of the truth about the Holy Spirit and the purpose of the baptism of the Holy Spirit in our life, why we're baptized in the Holy Spirit. Um, and um, tonight we're going to look at a few verses, a couple of verses that we've looked at in the last couple of Wednesdays. John chapter 5, let's look at that. And uh, <clears throat> in here we discussed about Jesus life and ministry and you know when you talk about ministry you realize everybody sitting in here has a ministry if you're born again you have a ministry you, you, you have a ministry we're all called to the ministry of reconciling people to God everybody's called to that amen and, and I'm telling you you can't do that on your own you can't you you will never save somebody in your own strength You'll lead people to a salvation, to a birth, but you'll never save them in your own ability. Any more than I could, I could have delivered any of my children that were born to my wife and I. I played a part in it. I was there. I was there at the, at, at the birthing, but that, that, that's a whole nother realm. And you can't birth somebody in the spirit realm on your own. The birthing is done out of leading people to obedience to God's word, right? And just because a person's born again doesn't mean that people understand how to flow with the Holy Spirit, how to, how to benefit from the Holy Spirit, how to benefit in life from the help the Holy Spirit brings. Just because you're born again doesn't mean that just automatically kicks in. And so we're going to talk a little bit about tonight in helping lead us to discussing the gifts and when we talk about the gifts, we're going to talk about many of the gifts that 
the New Testament discusses and, and fills us in on. Um, but we, we want to know, you know, I don't want to just talk and teach from the information about how the gifts operate and then you just leave with an understanding. But what is the purpose of the gifts? The gifts of the Spirit are, are, are that's what they are, they're gifts. And they're given to us in different ways. There's different types of gifts. And the only reason I can say that is because the Bible's real clear on the way that they're administered and, and given to us to operate in and through our life. But, but ultimately, we'll read in Scripture that the gifts of the Spirit are to profit everybody. Right. Not just to profit somebody that's operating in it. If you're operating in the, in the gift of the word of wisdom and you're delivering that word of wisdom to another person, it's to profit that person. Yeah. It's, so, it's so that it helps them and brings confirmation or it will lead them to the Holy Spirit in ways that they've never been led to the Holy Spirit before. Yeah. A, a word, the gift of the word of wisdom, so a word of wisdom from that gift was not called to lead a person but to inform a person or bring confirmation to a person about things that are going on in their life. And the Holy Spirit knows everything about every single one of us, and we need to be sensitive to the gifts of the Spirit and the operation of the gifts to administer to other people. And everybody in here has the capability, everybody sitting in here tonight because you're alive, you have the capability to operate in the gifts of the Spirit. Number one, to operate in the gifts of the Spirit the way the Bible teaches, you have to be born again. And number two, you have to be, to operate in the gifts of the Spirit, you don't have to be baptized in the Holy Spirit to operate in the gifts of the Spirit because there's evidence of people operating in the gifts of the Spirit and they weren't baptized in the Holy Spirit. We have evidence in Scripture that way. So you don't have to be, but that's the benefit of it so that we can be sensitive to the voice of God and then we can grow in faith and revelation and understanding in our life. And the more you're growing in faith, the more God can trust you to operate in the gifts of the Spirit. Because the nine gifts of the Spirit, and I'm, I'm using terms that maybe some of you aren't familiar with, but I'm just telling you the nine gifts of the Spirit in 1 Corinthians 12 says they are as the Lord wills them in a given situation. We have record in Scripture, Jesus operated in all nine of those. You and I have the capability of operating in all nine of them, but as the Lord wills it. Some person, uh, an individual may be a five-fold ministry prophet, and five-fold ministry prophets predominantly will operate strongly in the gift of the word of wisdom and the gift of the word of knowledge. They'll operate strongly in those because of that prophetic gift. But just, an, just a, an individual that is not in the five-fold ministry is not called to that, is not going to have those gifts to operate as, as they will. And a lot of times people can be sensitive to things that are going on in the spirit realm and think they have words of wisdom and knowledge and, and think that they're called to use those to speak them to every Tom, Dick, and Harry and give them, you know, a whole book full of information about trying to lead their life, and it's false, it's wrong. Notice 
what I said that the gift is called is called the gift of the word of knowledge. The word of wisdom. A sentence. A, a, a declaration. A command. It may be more than one sentence, but it's not going to be something that another individual has to have somebody prophesying over them all the time to get information from God. That's the job of the Holy Ghost. Yeah. These different gifts are to profit us. If, if Jessica, God's been speaking something to Jessica, and somebody comes and brings her a word of knowledge, and it's in line with what the Holy Spirit has been speaking to you, do you think that would bring encouragement and profit into her life? Absolutely. It's like, wow, God knows what I'm thinking, and no one else knew that. See, but if Jessica gets awed and wowed and, and, and drawn just to say that person or having to have a word every time, she's going to get off. That's why you need the church to be taught you don't do that. Yeah. So you'll get off because that's the job ultimately of the Holy Spirit to lead you, not prophets leading you or people that quote, are gifted leading you. I've known many people, thank God there hasn't been tons of them in the church, but I've known a number of different people that use those gifts to lure people in. And the Bible's clear that the Bible talks about weak women. But I think there was a misunderstanding there because I've known a lot of weak men that have been lured in the same different types of way, but it talks about weak women being taken advantage of by, by uh, false people, false anointings, false giftings and things. It, it goes across the board with all of us. If you're not connected to the life like we've been talking about on Sunday, if you're not connected to the church. We're the church, but we make up the church, and this congregation of people is what God is doing in this city, in this place. He's doing a lot of other things in this city, but He's doing a, a, a specific expression in and through this body. And when you're connected to that, there's a safe haven, there's a covering. Like Sandra talked about not too long ago when she flipped her umbrella up, you know. And she said there's a covering under that. And that's, that's what church life brings. That's what God is building. Jesus said, I'm building my church that the gates of hell can't prevail against. See, the gates of hell will pre prevail against you if you just are left out there to receive anything that you hear. And well, you know, that sounds good. Well, there's a lot of things that sound good that aren't right. They have to be backed up with this. And there has to be credibility of the people that are delivering them. See, so when you develop faith in God and you develop a relationship with God and you get closer to God, the gifts of the Spirit are there because God wants you to use the gifts without the gifts controlling you and making you think you're all that. Because right before that, in, in the same passage of Scripture, Paul said this. He said, don't think more highly of yourself than you should. See, so there's, there's this constant balance. And yet, we're going to believe we can operate in these certain gifts because God gave them for us to profit with all. Amen. Can you say amen? amen? So we have to understand the balance. And to do that, we have to understand the person of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is not an it. So Somewhere down the road or down the line, I've had people make, come to me and they say, well, um... Tell me about this Holy Spirit stuff. 
And, and the first thought I get when I hear that in my mind is, they don't understand Him. He isn't stuff. He's not an it. He's a Him. And when they say that, they just don't understand Him. We're talking about Him. He, the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is a person. That's the title of my message tonight, is that understanding the Holy Spirit as a person. Amen? And the more we understand Him, go get me my chair, please. Thank you. I had a little chair here. And, and what, what did I encourage you to do with the chair last week? Somebody tell me what I encouraged you to do. See him, the awareness of the Holy Spirit, right? Right? Everybody remember that? We talked about the awareness of the Holy Spirit. So here, <clears throat> and, and I, I'm not saying this in a, um, in, in a non-honoring way, okay? When I, when I say this. But Holy Spirit, you're welcome in this place. Please sit and direct us. He's using me to teach you some things about him, but he wants to know he's here right now. He's in you right now, right? Wherever we go, he is. He's omnipresent everywhere at all times. No one else. The devil's not that. The devil can't be in all places at all times, but God is everywhere and on the earth. The representation of Father, Son, and Holy Ghost is in the person of the Holy Spirit. And he's here. Amen? And he's alive. And he's well. And he hears us. And, and we can hear him. And we can know him. And we can understand him. Amen? And so tonight, um, John 5, I want to read these couple of verses and then just kind of preparing us for how we're going to tap into the gifts. Um, John 5 and 30 Jesus said, I can do nothing, I can of myself do nothing. As I hear, I judge, and my judgment is righteous because I do not seek my own will, but the will of the Father who sent me. I can of myself do nothing, Jesus said. Then in the 12th chapter, in the 49th and 50th verse, he says, Jesus, this is, he's saying this about himself, in, in John 5 there, and then in, in John 12, 49, and 50, he says, For I have not spoken on my own authority, but the Father sent me, the Father who sent me gave me a command, what I should say and what I should speak. Where do we get our commands from? And what we should say and what we should speak? Well, where we're supposed to get our commands from is from the Holy Spirit. Jesus was our perfect example of that. And so where did he get the commands and what to say from the Father? He got it from the Holy Spirit. You see? And I know that his command is everlasting life. Therefore, whatever I speak, just as the Father has told me, so I speak. So in other words, I say what I hear from the Father. And he hears from the Father because the Father administers it to the person of the Spirit and the Spirit reveals it to us. And when Jesus was on the earth as a man, he had to get it the same way. 
It wasn't going to come out of the clouds. It had to come from inside of him. He had to, 30 years of study of the Word and meditation, he had to learn how to hear. And when he was baptized in the River Jordan by, by John the Baptist, when he was baptized, Father said, this is my beloved Son in whom I'm well pleased. He was baptized not only in water, but in, in the Holy Spirit. And from that day forward, his earthly ministry started, and his mother said, his mother told his disciples, whatever he tells you to do, do it. You know why? Because he only did what Father said. So with him, you're getting a direct command of the Father from the Holy Spirit to Jesus, and whatever he tells you to do, you do it. And so, so now what I want to look at, and we talked a little bit about it in certain passages, but I'm just going to take, I'm going to take one scripture out of John 14, one out of John 15, and one out of John 16 that we talked about last week and see what he told us about the Holy Spirit. So we see how he handled the person of the Spirit, but then this is what he told us about the Holy Spirit. Amen? John 14. <clears throat> and verse 26. Look at verse 25. These things I've spoken to you while being present with you, but the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, He will do what? He'll teach you. He'll teach you all things and bring to your remembrance everything that I said to you. So, <clears throat> His mother told the disciples, anything He tells you to do, do it. And one of the reasons she said that is so that a little over three years later when he's gone and now you've got to get it from the Holy Ghost, you're going to remember everything he told you to do. Yeah. See, so, so we don't get born again and then just kind of walk around and put a white sheet on and some sandals and just, you know, go in a daze and, and act like we're listening to the Holy Ghost. We've got to get in the Word like he did. And we got to study the Word like He did. And when we study the Word and we spend time in the Word and we don't make excuses, yeah, but Pastor, you don't know how busy I was today. Okay. Okay. If you don't want to hear, don't study. If you don't want to hear, don't take time to spend in the Word. I'm not, I'm not talking about four and a half hours. I'm talking about give Him five minutes and watch what He'll do. If Jesus did it that way, that's the way we have to do it. He never said anything except the Father, and everything that He did turned to gold. Every, he didn't pray for everybody, but everybody He prayed for got well. Because Jesus told Him, I mean, because Father told Him through the Holy Spirit who to pray for. Right? <clears throat> do you know how many things this week... I would have forgotten to do if I didn't have the Holy Ghost. Oh my gosh. I mean, and I carry this thing around with me wherever I go and I have my notes and, and I do my notes, but I can't tell you how many times the Holy Spirit will say, don't forget. 
He'll help you. He brings to remember. And, and those are just in simple things, but what about times when you need the word and you need the word in season, you need the word right then, he'll bring to your remembrance what you've been studying. No study, no delivery. He won't reveal error to you. I'm not saying that the mercy of God will not come on the scene and help you in, in situations. Thank, everybody say, thank God for the mercy of God. I'm talking about you and I growing up and becoming everything we were created to be and learn how to hear Him and do what He says. And as we learn it, we grow up and everybody profits around us. And the more we grow up, we're going to be prepared for the gifts we're fixing to talk about in the next two or three or five or 40 weeks. <clears throat> about being released in the gifts of the Spirit. Everybody has the capability. Everybody. Can you say amen? 15 and 26. Remember, this is what Jesus told us about the Holy Spirit that he was already walking in, that he learned about the understanding. I mean, along the way, see, Jesus didn't get born and he knew exactly who he was. At 12 years old, when we see that he, he got so enthralled with the teachings in the temple, he hung around and they, they left him for three days. What have you been doing? <laughs> About my father's business. Ooh, man, Revelation, 12 years old, came to him. There was more to it than just, he's just another boy. Revelation came to him along the way, and in 30 years, the day he got baptized, that's my boy. That's my boy. I'm well pleased with what he's done. He's done everything I've said. And you know what? That empowers you and I to do everything he says. We can do everything he says. I don't have to screw up and repent all the time. I can do everything he says up front. Where did I tell you to go? 26, this is what he said. But when the Helper comes, whom I will send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth, who proceeds from the Father, he will what? Testify of me. He'll give account of me. He'll show you, in other words, he'll reveal to you what's me and what's not me. Man, I don't you know, I just don't know what, what's God and what's not. I just heard this voice told me to read my Bible. I, I mean, it's the devil. I mean, that's a simple one. But we can know his voice. We can know it. And when we know his voice and, and we connect to his voice, then we can do what he says and we'll get the same results that Jesus got. And I mean, I, you know, we all know that in our heads. We know it in our heads, but we've got to adapt to that. Amen? Then in, 17, in 16, and verse 7, and verse 13. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth, it is to your advantage that I go away, for if I do not go away, the Helper will not come to you, but if I depart, I will send him to you. The helper, 
to help us, right? And verse 13, he says, How be it when he, the Spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will tell you of things to come. Who? He. Not stuff, not it, but he. 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 We've got to be aware of him. You'll never operate in the gifts based on knowledge. You'll operate on the, in, in the gifts of the Spirit in your life naturally. Naturally, it'll be a natural thing because what God wants is spiritual, the spirit life to become natural to us. I'm not talking about natural like physical. I'm talking about natural, being natural to our life, being more real to us, the spirit side of it, than the natural side of it. See, he wants the spirit to be more real, not something, you know, oh man, I've heard heard these CDs on the gifts of the spirit. I heard Pastor Bert teach on the gifts of the Spirit. Now I'm going to operate in it. They don't work that way. It doesn't work that. Listen to me. Listen. Anytime someone wants to promote their predominant gift in their life, I just steer away from it. I've been doing this for a long time. I've been at it for 40 years, and it's a long time for me. It's a long time compared to a lot of people that I know. And I've seen a lot of goofy people operate in what they call the gifts of the Spirit. And I'm just being honest with you. I'm talking about goofballs. And they call it spiritual, and it's no more spiritual than Boris Karloff was. A lot of it has been that way. God wants the Spirit to be real to us, so what we do produces. Right? But whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will tell you things to come. Now, I want to read verse 14 and 15 there in a minute, but look at um, 2 Corinthians 13 in the last verse. Last chapter of 2 Corinthians in the last verse. And I want to, um, I want to read this out of the... Well, I'm going to read it out of the New King James, and then I'm going to read it out of the Amplified. Last verse of 2 Corinthians 13. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. Listen to this in the Amplified. The grace and favor and spiritual blessing of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the presence and the fellowship. The presence and the fellowship, the communion and sharing together and participation in the Holy Spirit be with you all. This is Paul's last words to the church at Corinth that we have record of. Fellowshipping 
with the Holy Spirit. You, 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 you can't fellowship with an it. Right? You, you can't fellowship with stuff. I mean, I know I, I, got, I got some close friends and family members that like all different kinds of cars, and some of them like to fellowship with their cars. You know, some of their older cars and cars are worth a lot of money and things that they like to do with them, but, but there's, no, there's no feedback. Right? You can't fellowship with stuff. So what about that Holy Spirit stuff? Holy Spirit's about a person. Holy Spirit is a person. He is a person, and He operates like a person, and He talks but he only talks and says and declares what the Father says for him to say to us that we know. So when you go to the Father, the Bible doesn't say pray to the Holy Ghost. Father says, or Scripture says pray to the Father in the name of Jesus. And so you think about it. So you're asking God for something. Lord, I, I, I need $100,000. Amen. Amen. Everybody, I get an amen out of that. Amen. 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 Lord, I need $100,000. Okay? So, you're asking the Father for something, and the Holy Spirit wants to talk to you about that. He wants to give you the answer. You think that, you think that the answer from God is, ah, you worthless piece of scum, you don't deserve it. That's not the answer from the Father. But there may be some other things that Father may want to say to you to prepare you to be in a place to receive that. So a lot of times we miss it because, because out of desperation we may be praying for something that we need and the reason we don't have it is because we haven't developed our relationship. Excuse me, Holy Spirit. We haven't developed our relationship with the Father through the Holy Spirit because of our study of the Word and our time spent in the Word. And so we're not in a position to be able to receive. You know why? Because God has your best interest at heart and He knows if you don't correct some of these things, that manifestation of the 100,000 or million or whatever it is that you think you need could destroy you because you're not ready to receive. That's why we got to hear Him. First thing is, you have to believe that he'll talk to you like that. You've got to believe that. To do that, you have to fellowship with him. Paul's prayer to the church at Ephesus, I mean to Corinth here, was that, that we would fellowship. Yes, have a connection in our salvation with Jesus, with the Lord Jesus Christ, the revelation of the living word, yes. But we have to have that living word revealed to us. And to have it revealed to us, we have to know this person, the Holy Spirit, who is the revealer. Yeah. He'll never just reveal things out of the clouds and out of the sky and out of nowhere. He's a person, and he wants time. He wants time. He wants you to spend time with him because you want to. And the baptism of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of praying in other tongues creates 
this environment personally that goes beyond a person who has just been born again. To be born again is one thing. And the same, the, 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 the Holy Spirit and your spirit become one when you're born again. But the baptism of the Holy Spirit that we see nine different times in Scripture where people were born again and then baptized in the Holy Spirit with the evidence of, of the tongues. Well, not nine times. Every time in the Scripture did it say there was evidence of tongues, but it said there was evidence. And so the other eight times there was evidence of tongues, so the, the ninth time it was, had to be tongues also. But with the evidence of praying in other tongues, it does something in your life to set you up and prepare you to be able to receive from God. Now, what I want to finish with tonight, okay, and then, and then I want to pray over you tonight. I want to speak something over you tonight. But what I'm going to finish with tonight is this passage in 1 Corinthians 14 and in Jude 20. 1 Corinthians 14 and Jude 20. Verse 1, pursue love and desire earnestly spiritual gifts, where did I, I get earnestly from? I just added a word. It's got to be in another translation somewhere. Pursue love and desire spiritual gifts, but especially that you may prophesy. For he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men, but to God, for no one understands him, howbeit in the Spirit he speaks mysteries. But he who prophesies speaks edification and exhortation to come and comfort to men. He who speaks in a tongue edifies himself, but he who prophesies edifies the church. Now, I'm going to read Jude's only one chapter, second to the last book of the Bible. Um, it's only one chapter, and I'm going to read verse 20 in a minute. But I want to explain those four verses right there just a little bit to get you prepared, because I'm teaching this tonight like nobody in here understands what I'm saying. Did you hear me? I'm teaching it to, like, to you like no one understands this. I'm not teaching it like, well, well Josh, I know you understand this because you've heard this before. So, I, you know, I'm saying this to everybody else but Josh or something like that. I'm not doing that, okay? So don't think I'm, don't take it as though I'm, like, speaking down to you about th this is elementary information concerning the things of the Spirit. But what I've found is, I know people that have been born again for years and years that know nothing about the gifts of the Spirit and the operation of the person of the Holy Spirit. They don't know it. What I want you to do in, in the weeks and months ahead, I want you to come away from these teachings and what you're doing with the teaching and be able to explain it to somebody else. 
So I'm going to explain these four verses right here, not in detail, but in enough information for you to be thinking, and so we'll address this again and again and again. So he says here, pursue love and desire spiritual gifts, but especially that you may prophesy. To prophesy is to speak as the oracles of God. One of the gifts of the Spirit in two chapters previous to here in 1 Corinthians 12, one of the gifts of the Spirit is prophecy. Prophecy is one of the nine gifts in 1 Corinthians 12 that are listed. And two of the other gifts that are the equivalency of prophecy are tongues and interpretation of tongues. But all of those, we're going to just call those public assembly type of gifts to people, all of those gifts are to edify groups of people. Okay? So, I'm going to show you and prove to you that there are two different types of tongues mentioned in the Bible. The tongue of prophecy to people, tongues and interpretation, and then tongues that a person receives when they receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Now watch. Right here, as he's instructing them personally, he says this in verse 2. For he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men, but to God. For no one understands him, howbeit in the Spirit he's speaking mysteries. Now, at will, at will, I can pray in other tongues right now. Praying in other tongues is not something that I do that something takes over my body and takes control of me. Okay? Now, I've had different times when the Spirit of God was on, my, on me and I began to pray out other things, but those, that tongue was prophecy. And, and I wasn't even in a, in a church service or whatever. I was somewhere else. I've had tongues in church services where I spoke out and then there was the interpretation. That's the equivalency of prophecy because we just delivered information to a group of people. That's what prophecy is. Okay? He said... He really desires for under us to understand spiritual gifts, but he really wants us to prophesy. He wants us to understand specific things. And right here in verse 2, he's talking about our prayer language. He who prophesies either a prophetic word just to the congregation or a tongues and an interpretation, which is the equivalency of prophecy, he who prophesies speaks edification, exhortation, and comfort to men. He who speaks in a tongue does what? He edifies himself. If I'm, if I'm sitting here and we're, we're in the service and I'm over here praying in other tongues as we're in worship or whatever and Corey's hearing me pray in other tongues, I didn't do anything for him. I'm praying in other tongues myself and I'm edifying myself. You say, well, how do you know that you edify yourself? Glad you asked. Jude 20. And verse 20, but you, beloved, building yourself up on your most holy faith, how? Praying in the Holy Ghost. The way you pray in the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit and Holy Ghost are interchangeable. Sometimes people, I've had people ask me, said, you know, what's to do with the ghost stuff in your church? I said, ghost stuff? Yeah, you know, like the Holy Ghost, you know, like Casper or something like I don't know what, what, what it is that they're thinking of, but it's because they don't understand, they don't know him. 
And I'm not being critical of people. Everybody understand that? I'm not being critical of individual people at all. I'm talking about what people don't know. I didn't know. I didn't know. I thank God for the people that taught me this. I'm sharing things with you that I was taught and I did something with. That's why I can tell you that I really believe what I'm saying. How many really believe I believe what I'm saying? Yeah? Hey, you better raise your hand. No, I'm kidding. I mean, I, I, I really believe it. I believe this stuff. I practice it. I put it to work. It really works. Building yourself up in your most holy faith as you pray in the Holy Ghost. See? So one who prays in a tongue, he's talking about here in 1 Corinthians 14, one who's praying in his personal prayer language that he received the day he was baptized in the Holy Ghost with the evidence of praying in other tongues, edifies himself. But he who prophesies, who speaks out to people, or there's a tongue and an interpretation, which we'll talk about when we address those specific gifts, they edify the church. See? So, What I'm talking about tonight is how vitally important it is for you to believe that he is real and that he's a he and that connecting with him and fellowshipping with him using the tools that God has given us is vital. I say this with sadness in my heart. I know lots of born-again, spirit-filled people that haven't prayed in tongues in years in their life. I mean, think about the way that makes him feel. So if I'm not praying in other tongues after I was baptized in the Holy Ghost, that I'm edifying myself. I'm working to keep myself built up. And I promise you, you have to work extra hard at it. But if you fellowship with Him through praying with other tongues, that's not the only way, but it's what activates everything He wants to say to you. It gets you aware as you pray in the Holy Ghost and you activate that and you're acknowledging His presence in your life, you're getting built up not because of everything you're doing. You're getting built up because of Him having His way in your life. And then what happens is, go back to that 1 Corinthians 14. I'm almost done. 1 Corinthians 14, where I was, and just look a few verses up. Verse 14, for if I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit prays, but my understanding is unfruitful. What is the conclusion then? I will pray with the spirit, and I will also pray with the understanding. There's a whole lot more involved in that, but I'm just making the point. When I pray in the spirit, a lot of times your head's full of all kinds of junk, or your head's full of nothing. Man, I know, I, I, I got this situation in my life, man, I don't know what I'm going to do. And there's the helper, and he's got all the answers. He's got all the answers. Amen. And what you have to do is activate 
He, he he's a gentleman. He won't force himself into your life and make you listen to what he wants to tell you. You have to believe in him and believe he's got the answers, and you have to get it his way. And the way you do it is by praying in the Spirit. I had a, guy, I had a man tell me one time, I looked up to this man, <clears throat> knew his whole family, when I lived down in McAllen years ago. And I was, and we, we were having some kind of a meeting or something. I was so excited and I was built up and, he's, and, he, and he, he was an older man and he told me, he said, uh, he said, uh, yeah, yeah, that Holy Spirit stuff, you know, we used, we used to do that. We used to do that years ago, you know. We were involved in a lot of that years ago. And I didn't think of it at the time and I thought, oh, yeah, yeah, okay, I guess as you get older you just forget him. You know, or you just forget this stuff. I didn't understand like I understand today. But I, just, I think in my mind, that's what I just thought. But later on, I never forgot him saying that to me. Yeah, years ago, we used to do that. I don't want it to be years ago that I used to do that. <laughs> I want it to be, I want it to be, I want things with the thing, the thing I want my fellowship with the Holy Spirit to be Fresher, <laughs> I'm, I'm reaching for the right, the right word in the right tense. I want things to be fresher today than they were a year ago. I want things to be crisper today than they were a year ago. I want things a year from now to be more real to me, coming from the Holy Ghost, than they are today. Amen? And that's what we have to fight for. Because there's all kinds of voices. There's all kinds of attacks. There's all kinds of challenges against you and my life. To not believe in Him, the person. Believe He's real. Believe He has all the answers. Think about it. Every need that you have, He already has the answer. See, the, every need that you have, that need has already been met through what Jesus accomplished. But for that to get accomplished in the earth, you have to connect with him to get the information that you need to do to apply it God's way. And once we do that, and the more we do it, the more effective we get, and the more empowered we are to be a blessing to everybody else. Remember, the gifts of the Spirit, from the baptism of the Holy Spirit on, it's a gift. You don't have to do anything for it except receive it. The gifts of the Spirit from the baptism of the Holy Spirit on are to profit other people's lives. They're to profit you, yes. But if it was just in it, if, if we were just in this for what it could do for me, you know, then it would be like trying to buy your way into it. No. It's what it will do for me and in me and through me. That's what matters. I believe. He's real. Amen. Amen? I believe that Him in me, Him inside of me, the person of the Holy Spirit in me revealing the truth of God's Word in me is the hope of the world. Right. Hope of the world. Without a doubt, the hope of the world. Twelfth chapter in the first verse, and we'll end with... Uh, I, I'm, I want to get into the, I, I feel like I could preach for the next two hours on 1 Corinthians 12, but we won't. 
Verse 1, now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, the Amplified says, I do not want you to be misinformed. Concerning spiritual gifts, I do not want you to be misinformed. Concerning spiritual gifts, you've got to get the right information. I believe what we're doing tonight and in the weeks ahead regarding the Holy Spirit is the right information, or I wouldn't be teaching it. But just because I say it's right, you've got to make sure it's right. You've got to take what you hear, and you've got to apply it in your own life and let it be real to you. But, I, but what I'm after is the things of God profiting you in everything that you do. Amen? That's what I want to see. I want to see you profiting. God is all about profit. Always. Always has been, always will be. Profit is to advance. To profit is to move forward. To not stay where you're at, but to move forward. To increase. To, to find yourself in a better place and a higher place. But it's always for what we can do to others. God created us to be blessed, to be a blessing. Right? He created us to be blessed, to be a blessing. And I'm so excited about it. Can you say amen?